Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 to 16. Um, Let's read them together. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathise with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. First of all, we're going to think that Jesus, the eternal son, became our great high priest. He became flesh so that he could be our great high priest. And on Wednesday night, over into Thursday morning, I got a, quite a unique opportunity. I don't usually get this kind of offer. But a friend of mine was working a, a shift in a hotel that he works at when there wouldn't be anyone in the hotel. So his manager said, well, you're not going to be doing much. Why don't you invite someone to be with you for the day? So I got to go along. I said, yeah, sure. I got to be like my mate for the day. I got to see where he works. I got to do everything that he'd usually do on a night shift. Um, we both got to stay in one of the hotel rooms. And that's what, so I got to experience exactly what it would be like, like with my friend for the day. And as I sat in that hotel room, it got me thinking about this part of Christmas, this true message that Jesus, God's son, the eternal son, became like us. Because it's even more so than me spending a day or 24 hours with my mates and getting to see a little bit of what it's like to be him, isn't it? Jesus, the eternal son, became man. He became like us. We sang about it in our first song. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And for the adults here, that's referred to as the incarnation. Now, you know, chili con carne or carnivore. That's the word that means flesh. And incarnation, in the flesh. He came in the flesh. The eternal son took on flesh. And he didn't just spend 24 hours seeing what life was like. He lived it. And actually, he took on our form fully. That should surprise us, right? That the eternal God would take on our form fully and also irrevocably, like irreversibly. He would be like that for eternity. That is surprising, isn't it? And this should really be the what moment of Christmas. That God would do that. That he would enter humanity. That he would become a human. Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever thought that actually that's what we celebrate at Christmas? You know, it's easy just to see the picture of Jesus lying in the manger and think, oh yeah, of course he got there. No, what? What? God become man. But why did he do it? Was it just like me and my mate that, I need, that he needed to find out a bit more? He didn't really know what life was like, so he came in order to find out what life was like. Is that what it was? Well, that doesn't really make sense because we've been hearing in Colossians that Jesus made all things. So he knows it inside and out. He doesn't need, there's nothing he doesn't know. 
So he didn't do that to find out what it's like down here, right? There's got to be another reason. And we find it all over the Bible. And we find it in these verses to the Hebrews. Um, In these verses, it says that Jesus is our great high priest. Now, we're going to think about what that means. But that is the reason why Jesus entered our humanity, why he took on human form. Jesus is our great high priest. In that verse, verse 14, it says, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Clearly says that, doesn't it? He is our great high priest, Jesus, the Son of God. Who is the high priest, though? Does anyone know? Come on, black tees. Okay, who was a priest? What, where did they work? Rough ballpark. The temple. Thank you, child, child Hannah, you remember the back there. Um, what, what was his job? Does anyone know? Twiddle his thumbs. And, and how did he... Okay, that's a long word. <laughs> how did he do that? He made sacrifices, that's right. So a big part of the priest's job was to prepare the sacrifices, to kill the lamb or the goat or the bull, and to offer the blood at the altar. And that was so that, because people were impure, their sins made them not right with God. And even the priest's sins made him not right with God. So he had to offer a sacrifice that was for the purification of the people for sin. So the fact that this says that Jesus is our great high priest gives us a clue as to what Jesus' job was, why he came, why he, bought, why he entered humanity in the first place. The comment, if you look down in verse 14, that directly follows saying he is a great high priest is that he has passed through the heavens. Okay? Literally, Jesus has access to the heavenly places. We'll find out how he has access. But when I was at the hotel, I wasn't the one who was meant to be there, really. I wasn't the one who worked there. I needed someone with me. I needed my mate with me because he had this thing around his neck and it was a pass. He had to use it as a bleep for every door we went through, even the actual door of the apartment we were staying in. So if I left the apartment, I wasn't going to get back in without my mate. Jesus has passed through the heavens. That's what the great high priest has done. That means that Jesus has access to God, to God's presence, to be in heaven forever. As as a human, he has qualified to go to heaven. Did you know that? Jesus' perfect life qualifies him to do that. And he has access, and, and we don't have it. You and I, normally, we would not be allowed, we'd be denied access to God's presence. Eddie, can you stop that? We would be denied access, but Jesus has passed through the heavens. He didn't remain dead, he rose again. And he went, ascended to be at the Father's side. So God has said, the Father has said, Jesus, you qualify. And if Jesus qualifies, then he can be the one to qualify us. Now we're going to have a think of what this means for us. 
It means that we need Jesus to be our great high priest. We can't qualify for heaven on our own. If you think that you're going to rock up to heaven and say to God, here I am, I'm coming in. That's not going to work. Because the only one who has access and who has passed through the heavens is Jesus, God's son. And the wonderful news about Christmas is that he comes so that he would bring us, sinful people, into God's presence. But if you think about it, that would be a scary thing for him to bring us into God's presence. Unless he had also made the sacrifice for our sin. Unless he'd first of all made us pure. And that's what he did by dying on the cross. So it is wonderful news that we have the Lord Jesus Christ. That he has come. That he has entered our world. Entered humanity. In order to live the perfect life. To be our great high priest. To offer the sacrifices for our sins. And to bring us to the heavenly places. That is wonderful news isn't it? It's a thing to be excited about this Christmas day. Of all the other things that are going to happen today, that's one thing to be excited about, isn't it? That Jesus has done that. But there is one other thing um, that I thought we should uh, look at because it's what the writer of the Hebrews is going to get to in verse 16. And verse 15 as well. So let's read from verse 15. It's another aspect of Jesus being our great high priest. Let's read it together. It says in verse 15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathise with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus sympathises with our weaknesses. Did you know that? He's not, he's not sort of standing off to one side and saying, you should, you know, you should find it easier than you are. You know, why, why are you struggling so much? He, he, he knows the temptation that we face. He knows the things that we're going to be anxious about or, or stressing over today. He knows that, that when nothing goes to plan, that we're going to get really irritable. And that we're going to be wanting to lash out at some other people around us. He knows that we're going to have arguments with our family. He knows we're weak. And this is the wonderful thing about Jesus, our great high priest. Is that he sympathises with our weaknesses. And actually, that is a wonderful encouragement, isn't it? For us to come to him and say, Jesus, thank you that you're our great high priest. Thank you that you sympathise with me. You're not sort of saying, oh, I should be finding things easier than I am. I can come to you weak as I am and ask you for help. That's what it says, isn't it? Verse 16. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. It would be great this Christmas to take time to wonder at this. It'd be great, even today, as we sit here, to wonder at Jesus, the eternal son, who took on human flesh. 
to actually ask God to move our hearts so that that would be a wow moment for us. Not just a, oh yeah, of course, that's what we hear about. But that that would be a wow moment for us. And then also to ask God to help us to come near to him, to draw to him and to ask him for help in our weakness. If you're not yet a Christian, it may be that you're mainly thinking about the here and now, the today. That's, that's, I guess, what the devil wants us to do, is just to think about the here and now. And yet, the, the wonder of Jesus' coming is about the future. Isn't it? It's the wonder of Jesus' coming is about heaven, what he's prepared for us, what he's laid up for us. And it would be such a shame, wouldn't it, to, to look at the here and now, spend all our energy and our time on the here and now, and to miss the wonderful heaven that Jesus has opened up, up for us by his coming. Uh, don't, don't do that. Pray. pray. Uh, respond to what you're hearing today. Um, ask God to reveal to you that he has given you all you need to enter his presence, and not anything that you could yourself do, by the one who is who can do it on your behalf. Um, maybe you have a faith that's different, and it's actually taught you to think that you do qualify for heaven, or you can qualify for heaven by your own efforts. This shows us, doesn't it, that you can't, because we need a great high priest. We need someone other than ourselves to qualify us, just like that pass to get into the room. You're not the one who gets in. You're not the one who qualifies. Jesus is. What about if you're a Christian here? Well, as I've said, it'd be great to treasure this, to to ask God to move your heart so that you'd be excited by this today, that you wouldn't be distracted by other things that are going on around you, but that you'd be wondering at at Jesus who has come in human form. That he would do that in order to save us. Have you had, do you know what Simeon said when he saw Jesus? He was in the temple. He was a God-fearing man. But do you know what he saw, said when he saw Jesus? He said this. My soul can now depart in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation. My soul can now depart in peace. He was an old man and he could say, look, I'm ready for heaven now. And the only thing that got him ready for heaven was Jesus. That Jesus, the great high priest, had come. The salvation that he needed. The one to get him into heavenly places. And he could say, my soul can now depart in peace. And that actually is a joy that we can have. It's not just for one day of the year but for every other day of the year. Going into 2022, whatever comes, we don't know, do we? We don't know what will happen. But this will be a joy that that continues on and continues into the new year. And also on the day when we can say, my soul can now depart in peace when we die. What does Christmas mean? Jesus, the eternal son, took on human flesh, He did that to bring us heaven.
to get us into heaven, to give us the access we need into God's holy presence. Let's pray. Father God, it is astounding that not only would you create us in your image, but that you would come and be the one who would bear the image in your son. And yet that was a perfect image. And thank you so much that you are our great high priest, that you have made a way for us to be with you. That we no longer need to fear the day when we see you face to face. Would this be a joy that uh, pervades everything today and that you would focus our heart, our, our, our delight, our joy on on you and would you give us reasons to praise you for what you've done for us today thank you so much we pray in Jesus name Amen